The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Guns up! Giddy up, y'all. There you go. Welcome to Failure to Stop Night Shift. Welcome to Failure to Stop, the number one show where police meet society and culture. You have stumbled into our Night Shift episode, which is every Tuesday night. It's true crime with the always beautiful and audacious Andrea Uplate and myself, Eric Tanzi. Every Monday is police-related news with He Big Daddy and Mike the Cop. Every Thursday is all the other news. So that you don't sound like an asshole cop to your civilian friends. You don't sound like an asshole first responder to your civilian friends. I give you something else to talk about other than dead babies and domestic violence. Friday's our case breakdown with myself, Drew Breezy. And we have got so much coming in 2023. Uh, If you haven't had a chance, go follow us on Instagram, Failure to Stop. Check out the new reel. It's a little foreplay. I mean, foreshadowing. From what's to come in 2023, we're super stu- super stoked about that. Uh, the comm center, baby. We're excited about the comm center. But tonight, tonight it's all about some kind of mysterious alien abduction. We're going to jump into that with Andrea. Tonight's show is brought to you by Ghostbed. Sleep so good it's scary. Ooh. And Manscaped. Shave your balls. Follow la 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 laws for the holiday season. So you want to... We're going to go through those earlier today, but we want to thank our sponsors so much, ghostbed.com and uh, Manscaped. Promo codes on those are going to be Wolfpack. Wolfpack. Wolfpack doesn't have hairy balls, though. I feel like the Wolfpack is better than that. They've known. You know what I mean? They've been around long enough to know that that shit's gross. Do you like hairy balls? Nice nice and groomed. All righty. All right. Is that a turnoff for you, by the way? In general, like let's say you're married, happily married. And you're laying down with your married lover. Do you want that manscaped or you just just let the forest grow? Yeah. I don't feel like that's a bad question. I don't question. remember I feel what like. That's a fair, I feel like that's a fair question. I didn't question. answer that question. Oh, I said I don't, remember, I don't remember what that was like. Oh, <laughs> what balls look like? Oh, they're the prettiest Being things. Happily married looks like. Oh. <laughs> I'm excited to jump into tonight's story. Tonight's story actually comes to us. Um, it, it was a book that I started to write not long ago. Um, I began to write the book and I was working with Andrea on the book. The book was actually, we had the title and everything come over, but as I got halfway through the book, I realized Andrea was not talking about the same kind of aliens I was talking about. I had started a book. It was called Gang Probed. And it was all about Andrea with a group of aliens. (laughs) But she been... (laughs) What in God's name? (laughs) But it wasn't illegal aliens. It was actual real aliens. It was actually real oh aliens. Oh my god! So now I've got to go back. Is this and what you were doing during sound check? <laughs> yeah. When you couldn't answer my questions because you said you were distracted? Yes. <laughs> That's tonight's episode. It's called Gang Probed. I thought it was illegal aliens. I thought she was talking about getting abducted by by illegal Hispanic immigrants. And so I had done this whole book and this whole thing, and it was not. It was aliens from another another planet. And I was like, damn, dude. I got to rewrite this whole book. Um, 
Still going to name it Gang Probed. Still going to be called Gang Probed. Uh, Jonathan just said, I did not draw that. <laughs> oh, I didn't have time. I didn't have time. Actually, I did just get uh, done eating. Uh, I'm in Charlotte right now for Thanksgiving. This is a Thanksgiving episode. I just got back from a restaurant of color. I am stuffed to the gills. I ate way too much. Is it? Uh, what kind of restaurant? What? Restaurant of color? I think Mexican restaurant Wait. sounds mean. I think Mexican restaurant sounds mean, so I call it a restaurant of color. Also, this one um, likes to visually display lots of images of Aztecs, which if I know my history right, Aztecs had lots of slaves and they ripped their hearts out of them. They fed their children to to uh, different gods and, and they sacrificed them. It's very offensive to me. So to keep it culturally appropriate, I just call it, just keep it simple. I call it a restaurant of color that serves queso dip. Ooh, do they serve avocado dips and chips? Um, Sunday, baby Sunday had an avocado while we were at the restaurant. So, yes. mm, it's the best. It is the best. Um, okay, all jokes that. aside. Um, all jokes aside, let's get on with Andrea's story of her alien idea. abduction. Yep. Real Again, aliens, so. not. Yep. Also not mine. Aliens. Also not mine. Um. Have you ever been abducted by an alien? Mm-mm. I don't choice, think so. Would you would you do it? Uh well like me. Okay. If I could get if I could get abducted by a ghost, I would. I um, know you would. As long as it was like a uh, hot ghost. I know you would. Um, okay. When we talk about this story, depending on what it depends on the perspective because the two people who are claiming to be abducted at the same time at the same place have very different perspectives on what that was like. So if it was like, we're done with that, if it was like one of the people perceived, then sure, not so bad. If it was like the other person perceived, then no. Oh, oh, I'm intrigued. I cannot wait to hear about this story of uh-huh. alien seduction. That's a, okay. And also, guys, I want to, um, we're, we're keeping this one silly and kind of lighthearted tonight. This is an actual story that's pretty interesting. A few of you spoke up on Instagram earlier. Um, it hails from 1961. It was probably arguably the most prolific alien abduction claim um, to have been made to this day. Uh, for some people, it stood the test of time. For others, they debunked it immediately. And we're going to talk all about that. But just kind of want to do something kind of fun and lighthearted because it is Thanksgiving week and we've got stuff going on. Eric, you're in Charlotte. I'm traveling back to Tennessee tomorrow. We're all kind of busy. So I hope you guys have a great week. And at the end of the show, we'll talk a little bit about um, some updates that might be going on on some past cases that we've talked about. So, let's before you get started, Shandor in. nineteen twenty just dropped us twenty five dollars. Says another twenty five bones if Tansy can go one hour without his probe story. You know what? This makes me think. Shandor. I think we could make record super chat money if people bet you how long you can go. Without talking with about with blue chew or without blue chew, I can go well, a long time with blue chew. You mean get okay, like that right there? So we just lost the money that we would have otherwise gotten oh. if they if they betted that. You see how this oh, goes? <laughs> I think okay. it's I think it's good. It's like a drinking game. Oh man, Bosco Autry's 
Bosco Autry's in the chat. I swear we're going to get to this story. Uh, for those of you yeah. who are first-time listeners, we do do this live on YouTube. Uh, the majority, the mass majority of our listeners are on podcasts, but for whatever reason, it's the ones that join us live on YouTube that we spend the most time with. And I apologize for that, but I'm just going to do one more little inside joke thing, and then I swear to God we're going to get right on to the, to the podcast episode. But Bosco Autry is in here. I like to always post a picture of his truck. It's a beautiful truck. He's obsessed with his own truck. His Instagram is just full of nothing. It's Bosco Autry is his Instagram, and it's nothing but pictures of this truck doing squatted truck things. So I always like to just start the show off with that. So thank you. That's what I'm thankful for this Thanksgiving is Bosco Autry's squatted G-Wagon. Poor Bosco. I really thought you were legitimately busy during soundcheck when I kept talking to you and you said, I'm sorry, I'm distracted. And I said, I'm going to put makeup on. And you were like, thank God. (laughs) Do you know how hard it is to type in three Mexicans and one blonde girl without a whole bunch of pornographic images coming up or a probing alien gangbang? It's terrible. And this is a network computer. So when I give this computer back, when we're done doing this show, when I give it back, they're going to see that I... Who's Tetherball? Tetherball Academy. Oh well, the network, Drinking Bros. Network. Yeah, they're not going to bet it on. There's probably worse shit on their computers, to be honest with you. A hundred percent. All right, so we're going to start out with World War II vet. Um, We have it's it's Flintstone names here. We have Betty and Barney are the couple, believe it or not. Betty and Barney Hill. Barney uh, was a World War II vet. Like I said, this was 1961 when the event that they claimed happened. Uh, took place so they're driving on what they considered a long-awaited honeymoon they'd been married about 16 months Betty was a social worker Uh, they are an interracial couple keep in mind in 1961 so they thought there was racism in 1961 okay right so they both worked like on the civil rights movement they both advocated for interracial couples. Were blacks and whites um, allowed to get married in the 60s, or was it kind of like a 1990s gay marriage thing, where it's just kind of like, oh, good, you're married, but not not really, because it's not legal. No, they could be married. They could be Legally married, married blacks and whites? Mm-hmm. They just couldn't I drink mean, out of the same fountain? Did they have I'm segregated sure that- bathrooms in their house? Sorry, honey, you can't poop in this toilet. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's a bad idea, regardless of the race. Like, I don't mind just be like, this is not yours. This is just segregated. Not, you can't share a toothbrush. Come, this is not. Oh God, no! It's a, do you do it's that? a Watts only toothbrush. Do you share a toothbrush? Why would you buy two? You're married. You're kissing and making out. I mean, she puts her mouth okay. on my dangling. Nah, but, think, oh, okay. I'm Stop. kidding. See, we, we have separate toothbrushes. Again. <laughs> of we course, we have potential. Se- I don't know. I never. I don't even know anymore. I can't even. I don't even know. But I swear to you, if you told me y'all shared a toothbrush, I was about to vomit right here on this. We do share deodorant, though. The women's deodorant works better. That's that's not terrible. I'll use. Yeah. So I was gonna say I use my young son sometimes when I'm out, only because he hasn't grown hair yet. There, so it doesn't gross me out. (laughs) I don't mind. <laughs> All right, so we got this. We got this black right. and white couple married in the sixties. So Betty and completely Barney, taboo, right? So interracial. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think it was super taboo. Um, they were. Uh, they lived in New Hampshire. They um, 
for where they lived, I don't think it was super taboo. Of course, it was, it was though, obviously highly discouraged in most places or a lot of places. They were pretty active in the civil rights movement. Um, there's a picture of them if you're looking. Super cute little couple there. Uh, actually, fun fact. So Barney has, that's a full set of dentures. He actually lost all of his teeth to a grenade during wartime. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he came Ooh. back, uh, got He's a handsome a dude for being blown up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he looks fantastic. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I didn't get into that too much. I just know that he lost all the like every account says all of his teeth. So I'm not sure how accurate, but so they've had to do a lot of work. But yeah, got his dentures. Anyway, so that's them. A little backstory on their uh, their livelihoods there. Again, they'd been married. Oh, I just tisked with my tongue. I was told not to do that. I didn't hear it. I don't know what Heidi. a tisk is. I just didn't um. Let me bring everybody's it? attention to it. So now you can be yeah. Really do it. Aware. What does it look like? What does it sound like? Oh, I can I barely, I never would have noticed that. Damn you, Heidi. Damn you, Heidi, and your nitpicky. But Heidi doesn't like it. She thought I'd do a really good job on this show. Hey, Heidi. But um, that gets under her skin. I'm sorry, okay. Heidi. Well, I'll do my you best used to do the about. ums a lot, and you broke that. So now we can uh, we can break this horse of another bad habit. Yeah, I guess I filled the ums with the. Yeah. <laughs> now you have to do like a. Like I'm going to start like just clapping. Like just <laughs> like full Tourette's. <laughs> Shit, fuck, I'm balls. Oh, God, you are killing me tonight. All right, listen. So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just heard it. Uh, all right. Oh, did I do it again? Yeah, of course you did. Damn it. I'm going to hear right. it every time now. Uh, everybody is. You're welcome, everyone. So, they haven't seen a car for miles. They're driving. They want to go up through New Hampshire. They want to go up into Canada. They wanted to do the whole uh, Niagara Falls thing and do like three or four days like that and come on back. So, they take out on a Saturday or take off on a Saturday. When they pack up on Friday, they get their things together, get a little cooler together, but forget to get... They were a little impulsive in this trip, and so they forget to get to the bank before the bank closes. So all they have is the money in their pockets, which was, I think, like 70 bucks between the two of them. But in 1961, that'll that'll get you a decent ways for sure. They weren't too worried about it, and they went on their way. So they do the trip. They had a, a beautiful time. They uh, got to Montreal. I think the most frustration that Barney had was that uh, he didn't speak... French and so they were potentially going to stay in a hotel that night if they got too tired and I think he just kind of got fed up with not speaking French and just was ready to come home anyway and so they decided to push through the night they stopped at a little diner to me this plays like this plays out like a uh, like an abduction like an alien abduction story I'm just picturing a diner in the middle of nowhere because a lot of the places they were driving you know was it was pretty desolate so I'm picturing almost like the 10 you know like the 10 can diner like the almost like an airstream trailer diner yeah no one yeah. said that, but that's what's in my head. And they got some uh, coffee and a snack. They walk and in, the little door chime, the little doorbells ring. Ding, ding, they ding. notice that yeah. it's a black and white couple. The waitress drops her pot of coffee. It shatters in slow motion on the screen. Everybody's looking. They move to the back of the table and they sit down. Everybody keeps looking at them. And then he orders the eggs over my hammy. Really awkwardly. Just setting the scene of the movie. That was gonna make. I can see all of that if it were somewhere else. I think where they were, I think it would be like ding ding. See, when I think of the sixties, I just think of everybody desolate. being like, "What the hell?" No. What the hell is that? Well, you were there. What was it like? It wasn't that bad up in New Hampshire. 
when I was there in the 60s. Uh, I'm not going to go to New Hampshire. So, okay. They stop by a diner, get some coffee, decide to push through. And so they are. At this point, it's like 10 p.m. And they think that they should be home between 2 and 3 a.m. Based on their best calculations. That's uh, what MapQuest told them. So they... They... At some point, they realize that they've gone two hours has passed that they cannot account for. They're about 35 miles from where they last remember being. Uh, their clothes were ripped. Uh, their car had some weird things on it. Barney's shoes were incredibly soiled and scuffed up. I mean, to the point that he needed new shoes. Uh, and, and like I said, neither one could account. They were incredibly confused and neither could account for the last two hours. Like, it's almost like they just like woke up at the same time, but driving the car down the road with no recollection of how they got there. Yogurt all over their faces. So when they, they continue to drive, they get home. They talk amongst themselves a bit as a little time goes on. They, they don't remember a lot, but they remember just so much. So they remember that, uh, Shandor says maybe they drank hard AF at the diner. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Sounds the like was it. Ahead of its time. It does sound like it. Sounds like they're yeah, about six. Like maybe got like a little bit of roofied or something. Yeah. Right. So they, what they do remember is that as they're driving, there comes a, a, a round disc shaped object. Uh, and it almost looks like it's trailing them. Like it's kind of, it's above them, but behind them. And it, this is, uh, Eric just put up a picture of, this is, what Betty later described, she drew this under hypnosis. We'll talk about that. She draws what it, what this object looked like. And that was her recollection. And Barney agrees fully. So they talk about how it went uh, kind of like over their car and behind a lot of like zooming in and out, up and down, side to side, all the things. So it finally comes to a stop but it's kind of over over a tree line. They actually stopped their car in the middle of the road. Again, this is what they remember initially. They stopped the car in the middle of the road so as not to be directly underneath it. At this point, they say it's about 100, uh, 100 feet up. And all they can remember looking back is that the sky was so dark. It was uh, just a, a pitch black kind of night. That is not true because they remembered it almost being a full moon. I don't know if it was a waxing or waning moon, but it was about three quarters of the way full at that time and stars were out. It was a clear night sky out in the middle of, you know, not a lot of light. So it should have been a very bright night. But in that moment, it was very, very dark. They've since decided that they think that the sky was just occluded by the the size of this craft, whatever this was. So they each have binoculars Keep in mind, uh, they're both pretty smart folks, and Barney had an IQ of 140. I think the average IQ in the United States is around 100. That's the average. Uh, 120s pretty good. 130s a high IQ. 140s a really high IQ. So smart, smart dude. And then uh, separately, Betty was nothing to shirk at either. So between the two of them, and she was very too. Uh, uh, science and stars and these kinds of things. He knew a lot. He had been in. He had been in the service. He knew a lot about aircraft and different things like that. So anyway, they came to this with a little bit of knowledge. So when one time she said something like, "What is that?" as it was hovering around them and 
kind of zooming all over the place. And she said, if you tell me it's a satellite, you've lost your mind. And he didn't say much, but he remembers thinking the same thing. Kind of like, I think he was going to placate her by saying as much, but they both knew that was not the case. So they have binoculars in the trunk of the car, get binoculars out. She starts to look through them. Then he takes them, gets out of the car. She stays in the car. Um, Um, So he gets out of the car with the binoculars Goes across, there's a bit of a field, like a wooded field um, across the street. And when he starts to look, he can see what he describes as windows that go around um, the, this. Oh God, now I notice it every time I make that noise. Um, so he notices these windows that are going around the side of the craft that he can see. And he can see what he's calling figures or men or people ultimately aliens that are uh, in those in these windows looking out at him. And he says that he can see from around the tops of their head to maybe their knees. I'm completely ignoring anything that you do like that for the rest of tonight with those pictures because it's terrifying. And I have to go to sleep tonight. And so when he sees that, he he felt he he's not, or if he has, I've not noticed or found where he specifies with this what he considered telepathy or was just just a thought that he had of his own volition but he had the a feeling an overwhelming feeling of uh being like a a bug about to be caught in a net and when he it's almost like when you talked about sleep paralysis the other day he was in a spot where when he was standing there it's almost as though he lost his movement like his control like his brain was racing but he almost just couldn't get out of that moment physically he yeah, I mean, he like I've, been, I've told, I've, I've said on the show before, like I have been frozen in fear two of those times. One was when I thought I saw an alien craft and I was literally frozen in fear in my cop car only to find out it was those little uh, funeral lanterns from some kind oh, of yeah, Asian yeah. funeral. The paper, and they the were paper just, lanterns. yeah, the, they were floating away. But I like, I was frozen. Like I was like, there's nothing I could think to do. Like I was in my brain. I was like, should I get on the radio? Do I call somebody? Like, what do I do? And I just was dead like I, I just couldn't do anything and then i was like oh wait oh that oh oh shit but i mean i dude i was i mean i i thought there i i thought 100 percent i was get, about to get abducted and i was like yeah. hold on guys let me pop a blue chew so i'm ready for you well so he says that he sees the um beings if you will in the windows right so <clears throat> and again, I, I would be interested to learn more. And I haven't spent as much time on this story as probably actually a lot of the listeners have. A lot of people know about this story, but there are multiple documentaries, books written. You can find the tapes where they were hypnotized later and talk about things. So there's a lot of information out there about all of this. And so, um, it, but he was frozen with fear and felt like he he did feel the um, innate uh, awareness that he was about to be incredibly trapped and and wouldn't be able to get out of this. So he was able to break free from that mental freeze run across the street, back to the car. He's yelling at Betty to get in the car. And as he does, they both are hearing this, this tone, like this almost an electrical tone in the back of the trunk, like the trunk of the car. They said it sounded like a, uh, like a, a metal, like a sounding tool. Uh, on the back of the the car just over and over they're almost like a rhythmic noise they don't they didn't know how to incorporate this into what was happening or anything like that they just heard it they feel a certain kind of way they both later said that they definitely had a certain 
just a different awareness, a different presence about them, a different feeling inside their bodies. <clears throat> Eventually they get in the car, they're trying to go. And then, and then that's, that's all they know until they essentially wake up or they are 35 miles down the road. Thank you. Imperial girl tuning fork. That's what I was looking for. Uh, they're 35 miles down the road and it's been, like I said, two hours that they've completely lost. So that's all that they actually remember initially, right? Time goes on. As time goes on, they can both agree on those facts. But they are, this is affecting them differently. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry to keep saying what I, David Osbernson said was the sound of tisk tisk type sound. I'm sure that it was, David. It's uh, probably why it was so terrifying. So, like I said, this starts to affect them differently as the next couple of years go by. So they don't do much about it. They do start to tell people a little bit. At first, they don't they don't say much, or they start to say that uh, they saw a craft, but they don't always tell people that this all this other detail about it. Well. Let me, I don't want to, I would be remiss to say, to not say that when they did come to two hours later, so what I mentioned a minute ago, there were two or three different rips, like in the zipper and the hemline of uh, Betty's dress. Barney's shoes were incredibly scuffed and just a complete mess. He needed new shoes. And then on the trunk of the car, precisely where they heard that tuning fork sound, were multiple like spots where it almost looked like they were, they call them shiny spots, almost looked like it had been like buffed or waxed or something back there. So that was, and then Betty's dress had in some of his pant legs. So they described one pant leg of Barney's as being, having a, like a vegetative uh, type substance on them. And then Betty's dress had something that was kind of like pink and whatever. We'll talk about how they further investigated that. Now they did actually go on and immediately, I think it was the very next day, they reported this to the Air Force. They they did not talk about the beings. They felt like that would make them sound crazy. They did talk about the actual craft and what it looked like and, and what it did. So the Air Force does start to uh, investigate this right off the rip. So some time is going on. The Air Force eventually says that, um, no, you know, it's nothing. It's uh, what it was was either i think the first thing they said was that it was an inversion a temperature inversion so different meteorologists and weather experts have been consulted in in all the years since and have gone back to look at that that hour of that day of that month you know and in fact that was that was very far from the truth there were no inversions in the weather that night and then the other thing the air force said was and if not not that it was the planet Jupiter. <laughs> um, and so, and they were like, um, no, it's not. That's the government. I, like, they're like, or it's Jupiter. And so let me look. I want to make sure I'm not going to tell you the wrong thing here on this date. Um, yeah. So we were smack in the middle, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but smack in the middle of something called Project, Project Blue Book at this time. Uh, and this was a government-funded effort to research and uh, take accountability of any calls of any extraterrestrial activity or 
unidentified flying objects. So smack in the middle of that. So as the which the Air Force headed up initially. So as the Air Force is investigating this, this is also going into Project Blue Book. Um, all right. So moving right along, here's where it starts to get interesting. So Betty starts telling more people they would have family over for dinner, and and I think she felt like. Or so the stories go, she felt that she kind of had to get out off her chest and she enjoyed talking about it. Now, she had been yeah, kind of did. an avid. She likes she to had relive been that, an, huh? An avid. Well, she, it kind <laughs> she of. She wants to relive that story. It wasn't negative for her. And so, and we'll explain why, but she, uh, it was, um, uh, I'm losing my train of thought now. Um, <clears throat> that picture has got to stop. She, she was excited because she had been kind of an avid sci-fi interested type girl, right? So she enjoyed this stuff already. She was intrigued by these kinds of things that would make lead one maybe to believe that she could have taken liberties with her memories and what might've happened. But mm -hmm. keep in mind, Barney agreed with her. He just had a very different effect from this. <laughs> Did so Barney when, get cucked? Did Barney get so, cucked by some aliens? No, so so when she would talk tell me about that Barney got too, cucked. Tell me that Barney watched a gang probe of aliens. No, probe his wife. No. Okay, oh, listen, fuck. listen. And so she would tell, she would sit and tell stories like this at the dinner table, right? And but he would have to leave because it made him. He just had like extreme anxiety about it and didn't didn't uh, want to talk about it at all. So he'd come back in when she was done with the story. There's another picture of them a little bit later in life on the screen. So. Uh, like I said, it caused him anxiety. Finally, they decide to go, they go to this Dr. Smith, and this was in, I think, 1964. It's been about three years since this took place. And uh, they go to do this hypnotherapy with him. He was a certified hypnotherapist within his psychiatry field, right? And so he actually was a bit of a skeptic to... Uh, the idea of UFOs and extraterrestrial beings and things like this. So it's not like he was just on board and, you know, almost wanted to change the narrative to make it look a certain way. He was a bit of a skeptic, but he, uh, he did encourage them to have this hypnotherapy at the time. That's it, mainly what would happen is that people would be hypnotized after saying that they, you know, after a claim like this, that was the, uh, first kind of course of action at the time to try to get into their head and learn a little bit about it because most everyone had like memory suppression. They could say it happened, but couldn't remember detail. This fell flat a lot of times or was unsuccessful. It's arguably successful already. People are in very different camps on whether or not this is an effective tool or whether or not it, you know, your brain does other things. We'll talk about that. But uh, some of the complaints are that some of these hypnotherapists are not extremely uh, either certified or proficient at their work. And so what would happen is if someone gets in the state of hypnosis and gets inside themselves and has a memory that causes anxiety or terrifies them, right? So then they kind of start screaming or they're showing anxious tendencies. The hypnotherapist might shut it down immediately uh, to get them out of it. But then what happens is you're left being brought back to consciousness with just the terror so, so ultimately does more harm than good if that's the case. Mm -hmm. So I think that the people who speak to its benefits would say, as long as you do it correctly, as long as you are, you know, um, proficient in your trade. Do you so that's what they hypnosis? did. Do, do I? Yeah. I, I mean, I think that the brain is incredible and I think we've not tapped into a lot of it. So it stands to reason that you can, 
either allow someone else. I don't know that I could allow someone else to put me in that state. Uh, Cause I don't like, I, I would fight again. I mean, I fought against, I had my wisdom teeth out at 31 and I fought against actively against the medication. I didn't want to go under, you know what I mean? So like, I think right. that I would fight against someone else doing that to me, but I do think Dude, that let's we could go, let's get you hypnotized on, uh, on the show one time. Absolutely not. Why? Well, I, I would never I make you say it. or do anything crazy on there. But I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> there are so many reasons why the answer is no to that. Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would be wild. That would so, be a wild time. All right. So, yeah. But, okay. No, but to answer your question, I do believe that we can tap into certain recesses of our brain, right? That, uh, that, okay. So you'll laugh about this, but with my first kid, there was actually uh, a, a class called hypno babies that you can take rather than Lamaze or whatever else. I wanted natural childbirth, had it, but I didn't use this technique. I couldn't allow myself to whatever. I actually almost got kicked out of class because I kept giggling and everybody else was in there like really in the moment and like breathing deeply and things like that. But you, but the I, the whole idea was to get yourself in a state of mind where you can kind of ignore outside um, uh, anything going on, any any stimulants outside, so the noise and the feelings of things and whatever to to be able to push through without having the medication. It doesn't matter. I didn't use it. Still, still did what I wanted to do. But uh, other people seem to think it was great. Do you think that you cannot be hypnotized? I don't think you can. I don't believe in Why it. Why not? I just don't believe in okay. it. Okay. I think it's hogwash. David Irving. Wow. <laughs> you might want to. Oh, Jesus. We... David Irving just dropped $100 in the super chat. He says to go towards Andre getting hypnotized. I do. The fans can... want this. I want you can fucking we, hypnotized. Uh, refund money to these sweet people? No. David. Keep it coming. She can't say no forever, guys. It's like OnlyFans. You keep ask, offering these chicks money. They're going to do it. Um. That is so. Oh, Imperial Girl said she's too ADHD to be hypnotized. Now that I can get behind. That makes sense. That makes sense to me. And and M says you'd have to be open to being hypnotized. That's exactly my point. That's why I say that I could. There's no way. Even let's yeah, say I'm in such a, a skeptic. I just don't believe it. I'd try. No, I would try to let you. I I do believe it. I couldn't allow myself to get in that brain space. Number one, with you anywhere near me, and number two, uh, with someone else. Ca- <laughs> causing it. I'd have I don't to, remember I'd have what happened, but I'm covered in this pink goo. And <laughs> That's what happened to Betty. They said, oh, <laughs> so they tested that real quick. I'll just go in and say it's not like some, they did go in and test that to this day. They've not really confirmed what it was. So it's never come back um, conclusively oh. as anything. KY. I, I don't know. So weird. So they, they do, they do go on and talk to Dr. Smith. He interviews or hypnotizes them separately. And he has music playing each time. The other one would be waiting in a separate waiting area during. And they'd have music playing so that the other person couldn't hear what the spouse said. And and he starts in on his note taking. Uh, they said very similar things, although they had a bit of a different experience because they even had different. Um, they were examined if you will by the beings on the craft at different times so it's not like they were uh, simultaneously seen about by them so their memories as they got hypnotized Betty's was such that 
she does remember losing her sense of uh, being able to move on her own. And she is taken, this thing lowers. It's kind of like all the stories you've ever heard. This ramp kind of lowers. <laughs> She's taken up into it. There are tables. It's very bright in there. Uh, and they have her lie on a table. She was nervous. And they start to talk to her about it. Or she said that the she refers to them as like the leader and then like some other ones. And, and she'll say like the helpers and then uh, the, the littles and the littles were like these, I picture like minions of the, of the alien world. I don't know, like these, these other guys that were just almost like the soldier ants, like they came over and they were keeping watch over Barney while she was on the table being examined and she was fearful. And something about the leader that he, kind of spoke English but not exactly so they talk and they make it sound like uh, they're communicating kind of verbally and kind of like an intermixture of like verbal and mental like telepathy communication I don't know mm, probably it's intense. weird to think of yeah it's probably like... <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what, that's what that is so uh, but she said that she laid there and that they did um it wasn't uh, painful or aggressive or super scary. She was nervous, but that uh, they checked out her hands, her feet, her joints. They would move her limbs to see how things uh, moved and, and bent. They opened her mouth. They looked in her mouth. They, they opened, you know, raised her eyelids, looked at her eyeballs. They mm -hmm. uh, at one point did take uh, a needle, a very, very long needle, uh, and was a and and positioned it over her navel to insert it over her navel navel per her recount and she got quite nervous and asked if it was uh, going to hurt and they said no not at all or communicated with her that no it wasn't so her fears were put at ease however when they inserted the needle into her navel she said that it it, it was excruciating pain whoa and but that they seemed surprised the way she recalls it is that they seemed surprised that she was in pain. Cause she started kind of writhing and screaming to the best of her ability and that they looked shocked by this and that they did something. The best she could recall is that they did something with her eyes or her forehead. And when they kind of wiped their hand or whatever they did over her eyes or at the top of her head, the pain immediately dissipated. It completely went away. So it's almost as though she felt a feeling of, um, almost caring from them. Like as soon as they noticed that she was in pain, they were surprised. They didn't like that. And they, they tried to help her with that. So at this point, she's becoming a bit more at ease with them. So uh, I wonder if it's like a little, like a baby alien Stockholm syndrome or something, but she's becoming like at ease and she doesn't feel scared. Right. So at one point she finds out later. And when I, they probe I those eyeballs, right. They probe that so, mouth. What other holes no. did they probe? No, nope, just her navel. But why wouldn't they though? Was... Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they open up that uh, shame cave? I don't know. So that if you're going to open about... up the eyes and you're going to you don't know what those are for and you don't know what the so nose they... is for. Why wouldn't you open up the toothless sarlacc and see what that's about? Well, I don't. I don't know that they didn't. I mean, who oh, knows okay. if they'd done this before, right? Like we don't know. We just it's not. And they got um. They scraped her skin. Like it's like they got samples of like skin, like fingernail clippings, hair clippings, or pulled hair i don't know they got but they got all sorts of different little uh, bits and pieces like that and the um the 
navel, the needle to the navel evidently was wound up being actually like a, a pregnancy type test, like a way for them to assess whether or not there was a baby. Uh, so that was kind of that with her time. In fact, there was a book. She said that there was a book, which for some reason, this is where it starts to get tough for me to picture number one, them speaking English, unless I guess you, your camp could be that they could just speak anything. Like they could go anywhere and be able to speak anything maybe, but like a book, like what language was the book in? You know what I mean? Like what they're just flipping through pages in a book. I just feel like their brains. Well, I wonder if it's like when you like hit that ayahuasca or the, you know, DMT where they say it's like like you're understanding everything and like everything is kind of just speaking to you. But you mean for her or for the aliens? No, for for like her, like maybe it's like she just like they didn't need to communicate. For her, it looks like a book, language. but it wasn't a book. Or it could, yeah, yeah. Right, but I mean, I'm it's not, just it's the yeah. book is weird. I just don't see an alien sitting back and crossing his legs and like <laughs> popping over, you know, as we were like going on to the next porno planet, the ne- you know, like he's looking at the know, Kama Sutra. Yeah, I don't know why the book was kind of weird to me. But no, listen, she record- was hypnotized, and she says that they probed her eyes and her mouth and her nose and everything like that, right? That they they looked at them, they inspected them. She didn't say probe. Right. Uh, but so she didn't say that they they inspected her hoo ha or anything like that. No, I already answered that. I know, but like, don't you find that weird? If you if it was a real story, don't you think logically they would have searched well, all the orifices <laughs> in the holes? It wouldn't just like leave that one out. Right. So she didn't speak on that. But again, she has a very different perception of how this went down than Barney, and so we'll talk about that. Like. She felt comforted. She was not afraid. And this is exactly what her recollection was. So, in fact, it ends with her saying that she saw this book. She and the leader at this point, she feels like they have, um, when I say a connection, just like that she felt like he was actively making sure that she was okay and taking care of the situation, right? So she asked if if she could have that book. And, in fact, in her recollection, she laughed saying, you know, it sounds like a weird dream you would have. Like, she laughed kind of saying, like, can I take that back with me? Because nobody's going to believe me. You know, like, that'd be great proof to show people. Right. And that he said something along the lines of she wouldn't understand it, but yes. Like, he said that she could have it later before she left or before they essentially escorted them out of the craft or whatever happened. They don't re- really remember leaving, but that uh, the others voted that down. Like, the, that uh, the others would not allow her to take this so he's book. an so he's an alien giver. <laughs> okay, you got me on that one. You got me on that one. Okay, so uh, I'll I'll give you credit where credit is due. Sometimes, but um, so then let's move on to Barney. So he does remember that the table that they put him on was very short, and that his, so like his legs hung off of it. Uh, he. He doesn't remember a lot. He remembers a lot of what she said. Just, again, like some kind of skin samples, hair samples, moving his joints, manipulating his limbs. Um, I think that they did um, rectally do something there, like uh, a probe or a a whatever, that I think he had had some, um, I don't know about issues, but some discomfort, some something later. He does remember that something (laughs) like that happened. So uh, do you think they were have... naked? Were they naked on these tables? Yes, they took their clothes off of them. Well, I, this is the season. Why... 
I hope that they manscape. Tis the season for clean balls. Fa la 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 la. Friends at Manscaped are helping you clean your driveway for safe travels this holiday season. From stocking stuffers to white elephants, Manscaped's products are at the top of every wish list. Grab some crop mops for your pops or the body buffer for the holiday lover. When this year's white elephant gift win this year's white elephant gift and help all the men in your life go from eggnog to nice hog this december by going to manscaped.com and using the promo code wolfpack for 20 percent plus free shipping manscaped is a one-stop shop for all your holiday needs they have the perfect gift in the platinum package 4.0 plus loads of little presents. Perfect for stocking stuffers. What better holiday gift than giving the gift of good hygiene and a few laughs? Manscaped offers a handful of their liquid formulations, shampoos, body washes, upstairs, and downstairs. Deodorants, gels, exfoliants, absolutely everything that you could need to keep your bowels clean. Don't let their chestnuts roast in the wrong boxers. Get them a pair of Manscaped boxers, specially made to keep the area cool and provide holiday comfort all year round, even... We're in the air on the old UFO, my friend. Uh, Dad has nasty nose hairs. Save his life with the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a full kit for nail care with scissors, clippers, tweezers, file for the traveling man. There's a new uh, preserved cologne that brings a light, breezy, woodsy feeling, gives that fresh tree scent even after the holiday is over. Still using a loofah? <laughs> loser introducing the body buffer well loofahs are actually hold bacteria from dead skin help him throw out the disgusting old loofah and get the body scrubber that feels smoother but acts tougher lastly top off the stocking with the crown jewel for their family jewels the lawnmower my favorite 4.0 keeps my balls clean for that uh you never know when you're gonna get abducted The Electric Razor's advanced skin-safe technology is a life-changer and known for reducing nicks and cuts on his Santa sack. It works gems, and it's waterproof. Well, water-resistant. I shave my bowels in the shower, and I do the whole sack and everything with the thing. It's, It's very scary at first. You don't trust it. Don't trust it. It's like Jesus stepping out on that water. I'm sure he was skeptic of his own abilities, but he did it. He stepped out on that water, and he walked across it. He was not. Nope, it was not. <laughs> just like Jesus, walking on water, nope. I placed the uh, lawnmower 4.0 up nope. to my sack, and I did not nick myself. Manscaped is here to make holiday shopping a blast by giving products that you'll love and make them laugh. Get 20% off and free shopping with the code WOLFPACK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com, and use promo code WOLFPACK, Manscaped, for a perfect gift that will be the holiday's biggest Hit I if you're doing a white Santa, especially with your church, don't even think about white it. elephant. It's white elephant. What did I call it? White Santa. <laughs> there is no white Santa. There's there's no white Santas, folks. Santa is androgynous. Is that a word? That's not. Nope, nope, nope. He's ambidextrous. He could be white or black or um, uh, alien colored. Uh, Ooh, and uh, we're going to talk about that too. Okay, right. Let's go ahead and uh, let's get off. I don't want to. I don't want to. I mean, I just probably ruined a whole bunch of little children's Christmases thinking that they got a white Santa coming. 
If any little children are listening, you ruined much more than Christmas for them a long time ago. Listen, I have a black Santa uh, as my tree topper because they were all out mm-hmm. of white Santas like 10, 15 years ago. And uh, so they didn't have any tree toppers. They were out of angels and they were out of white Santas. So I picked up a black Santa. So there's always been, a you know, for the last 10, 15 years, there's been a black Santa on top of my tree. My kids have never noticed it. Every year they're just super stoked to put Santa on the top of the tree. They have no, they don't, they, they have never ever asked one time about Santa's color. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. No, so. man. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. No one gives a shit what color Santa was. Who cares about that? All right. Let's get back into this alien <sighs> domination, this probing. Yes. Let's see where I am in these notes. Uh, yeah, mommy. Absolutely <sighs> ignoring you. Um, all right, sorry guys. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's get back to it. So, uh, months and months with Dr. Simon. At the end of the day, he says that it could have happened. It could not have happened. Either way, he doesn't believe either one of them made it up. Uh, some of the explanation for that would be that some people think that maybe... Uh, Betty fell asleep and she dreamed this and then in them talking about it, they kind of convinced each other this whole time. I, I don't know. I mean, I think that ultimately the the one thing that no one can quite explain because no one, no one has actually said, and they've talked to so many people and they've talked to multiple mental health specialists. Like no one has actually said that they believe they're actually, that they're lying, like maliciously lying. So even if what they say didn't happen, they feel that it did for whatever reason. None of this explains away the waking up, um, you know, two hours later and this whole amount of time and many miles. It's not like they woke up on the side of the road and hadn't moved. Sure, they both fell asleep, but they're 35 miles away and two hours have passed, right? So, I mean, are we not ruling know. out That's- like drugs? Like, I mean, are they tripping on mushrooms? I mean, and like, listen, I'm not being funny here no I know typically you're speaking in the 60s there was a lot of hippies and a lot of hippies would have been sure. the ones who kind of maybe like to dabble in those sure. lines uh of you know you know mixing cultures back then which was super taboo kind of like what the far left today kind of still does with you know, going out with the big blue hair. You know what I'm talking about? Like always just pushing those limits, doing the transgender thing and all those things. So what I'm trying to say is, is would it be, would it be too crazy to think that this woman might've been one of those hippie dippies and this dude might've been a hippie dippy and they did some hippie dippy shit, which is mushrooms, you know, ayahuasca, DMT, whatever the fuck that they were doing back. You know, they were tripping Mm -hmm. all sorts of shit back then. I mean, would it be crazy to think that maybe they had like a really bad trip and they don't remember what they did for two hours? And I don't this is what they just crazy. came up with? I don't think that that's crazy. Okay. I no, think I don't. that's I mean, I think that, that Personally. Uh, that could, you know, that something like that could happen. But um, so She looks like a freak. You know what I'm saying? And he looks like the kind of guy that would just go with it. He looks like a guy like me. They both look very straight-laced to me. Neither no, one of them. No, 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 no. She's freak. she's uh she looks freaky to me. Look, she's got his uh he's pulled she's pulled those arms around. They're doing her waist. like an old prom pose. Like I have a Listen. same pose in 
back in the 60s at my prom. Well, he didn't age at all in the second picture, and she aged like 50,000 years. The first picture, they look really good together. There we go. That's yeah. a handsome couple. She's a freak, dude. She's got that caring They cut. are a handsome couple. They're a handsome couple. They look they look nice together, to be honest with you. They do. They really do. I don't think they got abducted by aliens, though. Yeah. But I do think it's also weird that the Air Force would lie and say that there was a... Some kind of yeah, cosmic it's Jupiter? change. Yeah. Or Jupiter? <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, wait. Naval. Never mind. The, never mind. There was no no weather inversion. It was the planet Jupiter. Mm. So they said that in, in reference to size, Barney said that uh, keep in mind if it's a full moon and at arm's length you hold up a dime or a like a, a medication, like a pill, it's going to cover the moon, right? It'll completely mm-hmm. occlude it. Uh, they say they both say that this craft, in trying to describe how big it was, was uh, uh, dinner plate size at arm's length. Like if you were to be outside holding it up, like that's how you know big this thing appeared to them. So I don't know. I don't know. So <clears throat> we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, the brain in regards to abduction and these kinds of things. Uh, <sighs> Some people believe it was just completely false with these guys, or it was a myth in the making. Um, but it's 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 very different from person to person, just like we talked about. And so uh, we know that past experiences can shape your uh, your perception, your human perception, right? So, for instance, Barney stated one of his remember he had all the anxiety after the fact and she did not she looked at it almost fondly uh she also does go on to say over the years that uh she continues to say that she was actually abducted more times as the years go on oh okay yeah oh see he was a cuck he doesn't like it he's like man they keep bringing you up there no but it wasn't that no, but it wasn't that. He unfortunately, no um, yeah, but it wasn't because of that. Listen, let it's me not cheating if it's aliens, and it's not Listen. a sin because if there's aliens and there's no God, so let me tell you, you something. know what I mean. She didn't die. She didn't. Betty passed away in two thousand four from cancer. She was eighty five years old. But this all, this event took place in nineteen sixty one. So they say it was nineteen sixty one. They see the therapist around sixty four. I think this uh, to do hmm. the the hypnotizing sessions. And then Barney died in 1969 at the age of 46 Whoa. with a massive stroke. With oh, a massive no. stroke. So he didn't have he Barney. didn't have time to even experience these things. She went on to live till 2004 and she went on to say as these years go by and as she becomes an older woman that this was uh, something that was happening to her uh, over the years. So uh, real quick, we're going to talk uh, just a teeny bit about the way your brain works. So, for instance, Barney would say that the head, they started calling them grays. We're going to talk about that. So gray is the term for these aliens because they start being characterized um, by their shade or by their clothing as the years go on because this would um, indicate a different type of being or a different type of way they handle you or manipulate you. So... Barney said that the head gray, the one, if you remember, Betty felt very comfortable with. Um, Barney's a World War II vet. He said that the head gray looked like Hitler and seemed menacing. Mm. Betty 
you know, meanwhile was very excited to see them and felt like they were being caretaking toward her and kind to her. So, but also Barney been such a, he wasn't such a, an avid sci-fi type guy prior and she had been. So we're just talking about the way that your, you know, your past experiences or thoughts can shape the perception that you have of events moving forward. And this is a very clear example. He'd come from World War II. He thinks this dude looks like Hitler and is, is terrified of him. She had absolutely the opposite effect. And they both agreed that they were on that ship at the same time. Yeah, right? Bosco's got a really good question here in the chats. He says, when was MK Ultra? And, and, I, and I second that. When was MK Ultra? Because I feel like this was part of like... Like, isn't that what they were doing during MK Ultra? It was, like, drugging randos and seeing how they act and seeing, like... I mean, the government was drugging all sorts of people during MK Ultra. Well, that's... Yeah, it started in the 50s. It was definitely going on still in 61. Oh, 61. shit, yeah. So that could be... Well, the, well, I don't know because about... Because you know what? Because, like, when you do drugs, like, you see different... But... Drugs hit you different, right? So, like, sure. if you, like, are in the mindset of Hitler and World War II and all those crazy things, and that's kind of, like, where that trip's going to take you, right? Yeah, I don't think anyone in World War II needs to do any psychedelic. Sure. I mean, I know that they you know what I'm saying though, but like it, I, that, it just sounds so much like the evidence here sounds so much like drugs to me than it does anything else. Like maybe they got drugged at the diner. But okay, so then okay, then let me ask you that. If that's the thing, then did she continue to use psychedelics throughout the rest of her life? As she's saying that these events continue to take place, or is she just now making stuff up or hoping it to be true? If if that's the case. <sighs> I, I mean, you know, like I said, would they be too embarrassed doing some hippy-dippy mushroom stuff to say that they were on mushrooms? Do you mean later as time goes on? Yeah. I mean, no, even then. I mean, they're smart. I don't think so, because I feel like they were, no, I don't You know, think going they, to, to is, college and stuff, like, lots of drugs. This is taking a lot of liberties, but I think that with you know things that we just don't know specifically but i think that they they lived up north they were an interracial couple they were involved in civil rights uh she was a social worker he was a community activist i feel like they were what we would call now kind of progressive in that sense i don't think that they would necessarily feel um ashamed or embarrassed to say that they were taking shrooms if they were mm. right I guess it's just, you know, like the whole thing is, you know, his shoes are all scuffed up, you know, like what what's going to get scuffed up getting onto a fucking alien craft? Because, because this to me is maybe the most, um, ugh, like creepy part about the whole thing. Okay. He says that, uh, so we talked about Betty getting on the ship. We didn't talk about Barney getting on the ship. We just, that he got on that table and it was too short. Right. So his recollection of getting on the ship was, uh, that they came to the car that again his body was kind of seized like he couldn't physically move right and then they kind of they they take him they're not hurting him but they have physical control of his body and they take him he essentially ascends up until nothing but the toes of his feet like his shoes are touching the ground so as they like escort him up uh, across the road and up this ramp into the uh craft his the toes of his feet are are dragon. <laughs> so scary to me. I hate that so much. It makes me think of something from Stranger Things. Like I can see Eleven just like, um, 
Ugh. Oh, but so that's why his that's why his shoes were supposed to be. So there's nobody else driving down this road for 35 minutes that sees his car parked on the side of the road well, in the no, middle no, of the fucking road. Miles, two hours. Listen, th- but th- well, 35 okay, miles. Okay, two hours, whatever. That they wait. Yeah, two hours later is when they wake up and they're driving 35 miles past where they were. But they said that this actually was a stretch of road that was pretty desolate. I mean, and it's the middle of the night. If you remember, they were they left at 10 and hoped to be home between two and three. They didn't get home until five. But I mean, it was the middle. It was literally two o'clock in the morning, I guess, or so at this time then or close to it. One, two. Um, So it could be. And so if one or two cars pass, they might not think too much about one car being stopped on the side of the road. Was she writing a book at the the time? Trying to get some Mm-mm. free publicity, like what? What's, so they didn't. So what were they, they trying to? What were what, like? What were they trying to draw attention to themselves for? They didn't. I don't know. Just so trying to mark off. They, the... they didn't at first. They went. They went to the Air Force to tell them the next day that this happened. Again, they didn't say anything about the actual beings. They just talked about the the cra- seeing the craft. Um, they said that they were worried about radiation or something, and so they they wanted to let the Air Force know that they saw a craft. They didn't say anything about the abduction. So it wasn't until later that I think the Boston Globe or Journal, some paper got a hold of their account somehow and contacted them. And this is when it started going public. They didn't really go public with the information. And they they didn't ever seek. Now, books were made. A movie with uh, James Earl Jones starring in it as, as Barney came about. There have been documentaries they then did tape some of the um, hypnotherapy sessions and eventually they didn't, but they were taped and eventually those have been leaked, but they didn't really seek publicity with this ever. Now, the only person who has <laughs> is uh, Betty's niece who was 13 when this happened. She eventually quit her as she became older. She quit her full-time job and devoted her, her time to essentially learning everything she could about this type of thing and now she has written a book and she will tell you all about it because she does every time I've listened to an interview with her. Uh, not unlike some guests that we've had on the show. And so she says that she, I'm sorry, I had to, I had to. Uh, here's what though. So I listened to her speak. This was, her name is Kathleen. She's Betty's niece. And, and granted she, you know, she was in close contact with Betty for the rest of Betty's life. I mean, Betty just passed away in 2004. So for years and years, she hears all this. Here's where she got me, though. I'm listening to this entire account. She's heard this thing verbatim from her aunt, from the horse's mouth her entire life. And she gets through talking about it on a, a pretty serious podcast. And at the end, she says, well, I mean, you know, I think that the person asked her, what, what is it that you think that the aliens are looking for? What are they trying to find? What are they, what do they want to know about us? And she said, well, you know, they don't like how we're treating our planet. They're afraid that we're going to ruin our planet. And then she like two or three or four times said that they're concerned about our use or potential use of nuclear weapons and that they would interject if we were to use. And I was like, oh, fuck off, bitch. Oh, it was just, I was like, well, now I don't feel like you have credibility because I don't think that the aliens were saying uh, don't pollute and don't use nuclear weapons. Like, is that all? They they can be intergalactic. They potentially live under the ocean, as some people think, or on the other side of the moon or, or, or whatever. 
and they're concerned about our nuclear weapons. I don't know. I find that a far reach. Hey, guys, you need to take care of your um, planet or, you know, we're going to put butt plugs in you. It's just weird. Um, I think it's drugs. I think forever. they got drugged. I think they got drugged. She might have gotten drugged more than once. Uh, I I mean, I like the MK Ultra theory there. So, I don't know, man. I just, I don't so believe the, that they got abducted by aliens. We will start wrapping it up, but... Uh, so did, they, he, did anybody check to see if he still had a kidney? Or she had a kidney? Oh, organ harvesting. I don't know. <laughs> aliens are worried know. about climate change, True Breezy says. It's like... <laughs> How dare yeah, you? Maybe That's what Greta, the alien said name? to her. Greta Thornberg. Thur- yeah. Maybe she's the there. alien abducted Barney, and they knew that she cared about climate change. She, they knew that she's never littered, but Barney, he participated in war and he discarded lead and 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 fouled the planet with his with his warmongering antics. And they said, "How dare you? How dare you, Barney? Now your butthole's yeah. gonna get probed." So let me tell you this real quick. So they called him Grays. This has been um, only important because this was the case that that kind of set the scene for alien abduction or the talk of it thereafter. They uh, accounts of this have increased tenfold since then. Uh, the numbers of people who believe in aliens or abductions has increased uh, dramatically since this time. But the terminology, a lot of the terminology we hear now and that we use revolves around uh, this actual case and, and the verbiage that was used then. So they called them grays. They were um, bipedal, so they stood on two legs. They had two arms in, in a certain form, a humanoid-type body, uh, barrel-chested, uh, had this chest out there, big eyes, cat-ish eyes. They were, like, around 5'4". I'm 5'4". Um, they have like uh, slits for nostrils, and maybe I'm an alien. And like no, no <laughs> lips, no ears. Um, uh, that's kind of like they that they wore. Uh, some people, some of the accounts are that it was like a grayish, bluish, bluish suit. But in this one, I think it was a black, shiny outfit. Then there are the ones that are a bit more perceived as as green, green tone, and a lot of them have either nothing on or more of like a militant outfit, and those seem to be less intelligent. So I guess the greys are supposed to be <laughs> pretty <Marines>. intelligent. Which <laughs> they, have, they, they have Marine Corps outfits on. She could tell. Like, like, those are guys that are fucking dumb. The greys are um, um, intelligent which also seems to be the correlation with a lot of the speak here is that the more intelligent ones uh, also seem to be a bit more kind uh they don't seem to be as menacing at all um ugh, I, I don't know it's super I weird just, i can't get over i can't get over this alien like with sarah mclaughlin playing in the background like in the arms of an angel and she's just like they're just like take better care of your planet yeah, don't use nuclear weapons. Don't use nuclear weapons. In the this wouldn't have anything to do with the fact that we were coming angel. off a cold war, right? I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know what in the world? And then they're like, <laughs> then they're like, they're like, when that man Donald Trump tries to come into office, make sure that you tell everyone that we the aliens said no. Don't do it. Don't vote for don't the orange it. man. Mm, mm, and there mm, will be mm. a space jam too. Oh, and just don't, just don't. They're like what? Just save yourself. Like you'll understand that better off in about twenty years. 
Save but don't worry. If you like the, the first one, you'll absolutely fucking hate the second one. But just know while you're watching the first one, there will be a second Space Jam. And that MJ is still the GOAT. So uh, so Kathleen, that's the niece. If you guys uh, read about it, it was fun when I put this up, when I teased the story earlier today. It was about as last minute as possible because, you know what? It's life. It's a Thanksgiving week. And we didn't want to leave you guys hanging. We didn't want to not have a show at all. Uh, but we also weren't trying to bring something super complicated. In fact, Eric and I hung out a little bit this weekend and had a whole idea. You didn't even, thank you, you didn't even like throw that one back at me, uh, that we left our very calm lunch beer date <laughs> with an idea for a totally different show. Uh, do you want to I fucking sent my kids to the car with no food. I kicked them out of the restaurant. My kids, they worked their asses off all day, skated for like 10 hours straight, were absolutely starving. They fucked around too many times in the restaurant. I sent them to the car. They got zero food. I sat and ate all my dinner. They had like one bite each before I kicked they them out. They came back. All three of them. You left huh? that. No. Well, you, I let well, the you... one come back and then kicked him right back the fuck out. They I left they that restaurant having zero pizza. Two. What? I thought they had a little bit before the second time. Uh, Augie said he didn't get a single bite of his pizza. Duke said he got two bites, and Elkin did not get a single bite of his pizza. Well, they were there long, the long enough to have bites. I, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't paying I attention. Were, I was but, looking around as our waitress was stressing me out. So, but they were uh, cry. They cried like, "Dad, please stop and get something to eat. We're starving." Nope. But you know what? We we're in a restaurant today, in a restaurant of color. And they were super well behaved. But yeah, our idea was going to be what murder are we most thankful for? Yeah. So we were going to do, which still we can do one day. It, um, like I was going to do murders that were, or murderers that were murdered. So um, that's kind of fun. But to be fair, as I was looking into stuff, I was a bit scattered. I've got travel tomorrow. I've had work the past couple of days and I just could, I didn't feel like doing it. So I want to do something fun. But uh, it sounded good. It sounded like everybody was excited about aliens. Armory so. Knight says, Tansy, would you like to be in an alien three-way? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I'm sorry, Armory Knight. Where have you been? If you, have you listened to this show? You know that. Don't ask questions you know the answer to. I don't like to say there's no such thing as a stupid question. That might have been a stupid question. I feel like if I'm getting abducted and I don't get a three-way, I'm going to be pretty pissed. And I'm probably going to talk shit when I get back to Earth about the aliens. I'm going to be like, one, they probe my eyes. They didn't probe anything else. How fucking stupid are they? They would have got a much more amazing reaction had they have probed other things. <laughs> They're lost, right? Like they gave a lobotomy yeah. to a dude that has half a brain anyway. They could have stimulated me a lot better. Um But I tell you what though, if they don't probe me on a ghost bed, I don't even know where I'll be. And right now, ghost bed who is a very loyal sponsor, has one of my favorite deals of the year, which is their Black Friday deal. It's their Friday of color deal. Is that weird? It's not that I always that feel is. racist. It's not what that is. I always feel racist saying Black Friday. I don't know why. Um, I feel like it should be like... Because it had to do with the else. stock market. It had to do with finances, son. <sighs> always wondered why they called it Black Friday. And I always wondered why people didn't cancel it. Um, but right now it's sleep so good. That's scary. They have been a loyal sponsor for years and years and years. One of our favorite parts about Ghostbed is that it's made in the good old USA. USA. 
USA, not on some USA. bullshit alien craft. But I'll tell you, the cooling technology inside of the ghost bed is alien. It's out of this world. And so are their prices right now. 40% off. Just use that promo code Wolfpack and you can save, 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 save. I don't understand how they don't go out of business, to be honest with you. 40% off. Who offers 40% off all the time on everything? Uh, Hobby Lobby. That cooling technology is so clutch. It's so alien. Ghostbed offers bundles. You can get everything that you need. You don't even have to really think about it. Just choose from their four mattresses, whatever one you want to get probed by, and then pick your bundle. Whether you just need a mattress and a frame or you want it all, if you want a full probing, I want it all. Give it to me all. I want it all. Probe every hole. Like their cooling pillows and their sheets, you can get the best probe for your buck. Right now, Ghostbed is offering a flash sale, 40% off Ghostbed bundles, where you get a mattress and adjustable base if you use that promo code WOLFPASS at ghostbed.com forward slash WOLFPACK. Or 30% off of everything if you use the promo code WOLFPACK at ghostbed.com forward slash WOLFPACK. And you can buy a mattress for like $35 a month, 0% down, 0% financing. And that's if you have alien credit. Oh. Yeah. Duh. 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 Get that pillow. Get that adjustable base. The gift that keeps on giving and giving and giving, just like those aliens. They were giving it to Barney. Gave him a stroke years later. Um, I'd now like to take the time for Thanksgiving uh, to just spend a little bit of time. I'm going to give you guys five minutes. You can. We'll just do a quick Q and A. You can ask Andrea and myself anything that you want. If you've held on this long. One, hammer the fucking like button. One, uh, two, go and follow us on Instagram at Failure to Stop. Uh, three, go buy some merch. Go buy some swag. Get it ready for the holidays. And uh, we got some new five, stuff coming down the pipe there. Uh, Seth Dunlap says he just got his rip pack yesterday. First time effervescence was startling, but it actually works great. I rip packed all weekend this weekend because I true. actually forgot to buy toothpaste for this trip. So. Rip packed it yesterday when I left for the trip, and I rip packed it this morning, but I did just go buy toothpaste. So, um, Armory Knight says he asked the only question that he wanted because he laughed his ass off. Well, that's bad. I'm glad you laughed your ass off because my ass was doing something different when I was getting my three way, my alien three way. John- Jonathan asked if we're going to look in the Google Drive. Jonathan, I will tell you that I forget that we have that now and that we're all a part of it. So why wouldn't you, John why wouldn't you text us all and say that you put something in the Google drive? He tells me that when I give him stuff to put, uh, he says, then he's kind and says, I threw it in the Google drive. If you want to have it late for later. And I forget mm. that we have it. We just need to have but an emoji got that some means, merch. we just need an emo- emoji for group chat. That just means that you put it in the Google drive. So just, you, if you if we see that emoji come up, or maybe on we just trap, know that. Just know. Now and from now on, we know that. As no, a bitch, but I'm not, if I don't get, if I'm not reminded doing. to go check the fucking Google Drive, I'm not going to go check it. He said because I, I would text you all day every day. Well, that's fine. Uh, is the uh, meetup scheduled uh, for Georgia? Bosco asks. Is there a meetup? Did we say that? Uh, I was trying to work on one for December. Not yet. Well, I'll I'll start working on it tomorrow. Some for December. Little meetup might be in Savannah. 
might be a meetup in summer. December's tough. Uh, I know. But you get out of school for like two fucking weeks. I don't. I don't have. Uh, no, I don't. I don't work. The kids are out of school. I don't get out of work. That's dumb. It is. Fucking stupid. Um, so we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We will figure it out. I will try so, something. okay, so updates. What? Sarah Kelch says, will you take your shirt off? No, I'm not taking my shirt. I'm not just some kind of piece of meat that you can lust over. Like, just, I'm not some kind of piece of meat that you can probe with your alien hands. Or maybe I am. What is wrong with all y'all in the chats? Listen. Why don't, why don't you ask He's Andrea to take her shirt off? probably have a better chance. She's from Nashville. God, you're such an asshole. <laughs> so listen... On some of our um, on some of our updates, right? We've been trying to talk about okay. And Debbie, I put a stupid reel up the other day, but uh, Debbie Collier, if y'all didn't see it on Instagram, was the Athens Georgia woman that was there was a Georgia game that day. She's fifty nine years old, right? The Dollar she General just mysteriously and way, fucking blah, killed blah, herself. Yeah, not buying it. She was watching a a tree partially nude lying on her back so so weird and such a weird like venmo note and to her daughter with the transfer of money that was significant in other ways oh the autopsy results are completely conclusive that it was um inhalation of superheated gases thermal injuries uh to her respiratory tract it doesn't say but that's what that would be and uh hydrocodone intoxication so uh, she was inebriated what? and she inhaled this. Well, so I, so I, this is what I was saying on the reel. I started looking into it because we know that, you know, if there's a house fire, like heaven forbid, you, you get caught in something uh, that is a leading cause of injury and death. And, and when you're caught accidentally in a fire is inhalation, of, it's smoke inhalation, which can be construed to superheated gas inhalation. This is the same effect that you're going to get. So you're going to get inflammation, charring of the internal, Internal parts of the respiratory tract, right? So you're whatever you're not gonna breathe well, and it's terrible. But why, as a method of suicide? So as I'm looking into it, this is becoming, unfortunately, a bit of a more increasing methodology of suicide. Yeah, my friend, uh, not my friend, but this dude I know. Uh, actually, he was loaning us something. He was loaning us a drill to use when we were working on the um, studio. And we went over to get another battery. Well, I didn't go. The overpaid producer went over there. And Homeboy was in the bathroom with a hazmat mask on and nitrous tubes shoved up it. And he was dead. And he gassed himself to death. When was this? Uh, I don't know. Like beginning of the summer. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, well, let's not. Ooh. And then I was like, so do we still grab the drill battery or? Oh my gosh. Well, so she bought at the Dollar General, she bought one of those uh, refillable torches. I, I, she and she bought a tarp. Remember, we all we all yeah. suspected like those are weird things because somebody's gonna like someone made her buy these things for her own death. Oh, like, well, I always thought the tarp murder. was for the tailgate. You did not. You said, yeah. come on now, someone's going to kill her. And I said, maybe. Well, yeah, but then I was like, later on, I was thinking that she's going to a tailgate. Why wouldn't you have a tarp? Right. 
Well, we don't. Well, here's the thing too. We never, we never knew that she was going to a tailgate. We assumed that maybe because she was dressed in head to toe Georgia gear and her husband was parking cars at the, you know, at the stadium. So we kind of were like, well, maybe she's buying things to go to the tailgate. We didn't know. We just speculated. But um, yeah. So the tarp was partially burned when they found her. They didn't tell a whole lot about this at first. Um, come to find out as of today, I tried to look to see if there was anything else. There's really not much new other than she did have gasoline on her clothes. And so someone had, I think it was Lumber Chef, we were talking about like injuries when I did the reel. Cause I, excuse me, I did it live about like the inhalation versus like the external burns and charring. Um, and my, and I still speculate that that was accidental like that that when she was heating up whatever to inhale uh it's just kind of like a new take on the carbon monoxide from the tailpipe the exhaust it's, it's a new take on that i think that when she was heating that up to inhale uh she a tarp is that kind of plastic nylon it you know it melts like it burns fast and melts and it'll drip and drop so i think that maybe that's why her uh clothes were burned and her abdomen was charred that's a guess why uh, was she on the tarp why does she go to a wooded area right off the road to inhale gases to commit suicide? I don't know. She was on oxycodone. I don't know. I don't, first, I don't buy that. I think it's, I don't, it's, it, yeah. I don't know. I don't like, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that theory. I mean, I mean, I None guess they know more than I do, but weird. I don't think it sounds, it doesn't sound, it doesn't well, even sound probable. To, the... It doesn't even sound plausible to me. But this was the this well, I mean, I'm just telling you, unless someone's covering something up, this was the autopsy result. And so, like, who what somebody gonna make her inhale? I, I I don't know. So I will say that her daughter Amanda now Amanda and boyfriend um had Andrew had just moved back into the state and were living with Debbie and her husband, her stepdad, uh, right before. Uh, Shander says she used the tarp as a fume hood. Good point. And that would also make sense as to why it was near her body, why it would have burned her, and it was partially burned when she did this. That's a great point. Um, Amanda had some, that's why it was very easy to go down other paths because Amanda had some questionable influences in her life and friends in terms of uh, some drug use, some past. Uh, she and her boyfriend had been in some domestic violence things, and now they're living together with it. was just a lot of weirdness. So, a lot of room for other things to go wrong. Uh, no, Jonathan says, would a blood gas analysis show if she was a regular huffer and is a blood gas analysis a thing? Uh, actually, there is something called an arterial blood gas. You you draw it and you're going to find out. Uh, you get it from arterial blood, clearly, uh, not your venous blood. And you check things for uh, carbon dioxide, uh, oxygen levels, things like that. It's a very much more specific draw now it's not going to check the gases like you're talking about that someone would huff however you can check toxicology the thing is though these things have a very short half-life generally they're not going to when you exhale you're breathing them out so like um if you go to the dentist and get nitrous before maybe a procedure because it, it makes you feel a little bit better the half-life is so short that within a few breaths it's gone and it doesn't affect you any longer so you wouldn't really be able to test for that later at all but that's a good question Still, just too much to me. It's like it's such a long way to drive. But if she didn't want her daughter to find her, if she didn't want to be right next door, it doesn't. It's not that far fetched now. I think it's crazy. I mean, it sounds insane. But now that I'm learning that people are doing this more as a methodology of suicide, where I'm does not she sure learn about it? Where does she? Crazy. Where the fuck does Debbie learn about it? 
I mean, I'm sure she could Google some things. They haven't said if they've looked at her computer. I mean, you know, I'm sure that they have. It's you can find out whatever you want. You know that. I, you know, I don't know. I think it's weird. Now, what I was going to say, though, is that her daughter initially said, I guess they asked her if mom had seemed suicidal or, you know, anything like that. And she had said at first, like, no, that she can't imagine her mother doing that. She changed her tune, though. They did say that she showed up hysterical to the scene. She did change her tune and said that her mother had lately been giving her a lot of things which we know can be a, a certain kind yeah. of sign. Her mom had been giving her a whole lot of things, and she did go back to say that the last time she spoke with her mom, her mom had tears in her eyes, and she said, I've just never seen her that sad. Oh. I don't know. Um, 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 True just said this is not Andrea's fault. <laughs> yeah, say can, you, fault? If, can you guys give me some, like, I don't know, you got some cool stuff. Um, what are you talking about? Give me your surfboard and stuff. Um, oh, you mean at my house? That, like, give you maybe things? Maybe that grill. You can give me that grill. Just thinking of things you can give me before you. You fuss yourself. so much about that grill. You could easily take my grill because it's not on my deck. <laughs> yeah. Probably take anything else on your deck anyway. You ever thought about it though? Like, you're what? 45. You're you're getting old fast. You're not married. You know. <laughs> You're hard to love. Not a lot of people are going to love you. Your kids are about to be grown and out of the house. I mean, you really don't have horrible a lot. Thing. You don't have a lot to yeah. be thankful for this holiday season. Do you want the things in my garage? There's not much yeah, left. Yeah, I do. <laughs> There's not much I'm left. just kidding, guys. Suicide's not funny. And if you're thinking about committing suicide, uh, please call Reach us. Out. Let us know. Reach out to us. If you're feeling lonely for this Thanksgiving holiday, if you're worried about putting food on the table this holiday please season, call us. please, please call let us. us know. We will Venmo you some cash. We will help you out. Um, and uh, we want you guys to have a fun, safe Thanksgiving. Don't be lonely. Don't kill yourself. Don't be fucking stupid. But if you are going to do it, maybe offer to give me some stuff first um, as a clue so that I can get you help. Right? That's what I meant by that. Yes. Uh, but Sarah, yeah. yeah, slide me that ghost bed before you uh, leave this world. If you could, Sarah Kelch, leave me the uh, <laughs> leave me the ghost bed on your way out. I'm just kidding. Um, Jonathan, Jonathan said, call me. I'll talk to you. Yeah. On a serious note, you know, guys, um, yeah, yeah, we've yeah. talked about this before and there's hotlines, there's friends, there's people. I'm probably said, your last resort. <clears throat> don't call. Please don't call Eric. Like whatever you do. But if, you know, this time of year, especially leading up to all the holidays can be, can be really tough for some people. So, cause I'm going to go through your, I'm going to go through your, uh, social media webs and then tell you <laughs> if you should do it or not. <clears throat> I'll be like, Oh, ocean eye one, one, one. Everyone's so saying it. Look, I love you guys. Look, everyone's saying DM me. Uh, Mario says Wolfpack's family will get y'all if you need help. Bosco says please reach out if you need anything. Uh, M says, but what if I want to call Eric? That's on you. Just, you you have to do it. You have to do it while on the phone with me. Like, don't um, waste my Eric. time with it. I want to hear it. Like, I want to hear um, you drink cyanide poisoning. Just kidding. Fuck, it's all a joke. I don't want anybody to kill I'm themselves. reading comments. I'm trying to read comments. I really yeah, don't no, everybody's want Everybody's super yourself. cool. Everybody's, um, you guys are coming through. Like, y'all are oh so my sweet. God, um, Shandor. Holy hell, Shandor. For a random turkey fund. So there you go. If somebody oh, needs help, hey, somebody look, guys, needs if you need help, help let us know. Shandor's we have an extra dollar from Shandor. That's if amazing. you don't 
If you don't tell us that you need help and nobody does, I'm taking that hundred dollars and I'm buying cocaine with it and heading down to Cancun. I'm going to spend a week down in Cancun with a bunch of Mexican women and uh, I'm going to get abducted by aliens. If you know what I mean, I'm going to have my alien three way with my hundred dollars. Y'all are cracking me up. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm getting distracted now. Y'all are sweet in the, in the things. Um, yeah, but that's it, y'all. That's it. We I looked up Murdoch. There's not a whole lot going on new with that. There's I mean, there's ugh, whatever. He's indicted on a bunch of stuff. Nothing new. Nothing new in Dylan Rounds. Uh, nothing new in Delphi since we talked about that. Oh so, fuck, Debbie's man! Mario Lopez. So, Mario Lopez dropping a hundred dollars for the turkey fun. Yes, damn, dude. I love that. Love that. Andre, you're gonna get oh, to have you're gonna have Thanksgiving after all. You're not going to have to whore yourself out this year. You're not going to pick up that extra hooter shift. Y'all are just amazing. You're going to be able to feed those kids. That's awesome, y'all. That's so cool. Put your alien titties away. Imperial Girl said trial for Murdoch in January. I saw that. I saw that. But I think that it's actually gotten uh, pushed back a little bit is what I saw today. But we'll see. Uh yeah, y'all are Shanders. says <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, brother. <laughs> Brittany Faulkner says her hooters closed down. Damn, it sounds like a business opportunity, Brittany. Sounds like a business opportunity. Yeah, I'm sure you can start franchise. <laughs> well, I do hope y'all have a wonderful Thanksgiving, whatever you're doing. Eric, you're staying there, right? Where you are? Uh yeah, I'll be in Charlotte. If somebody's Who's if you're there? listening, if you're from the Charlotte area and you want to do a quick meetup with just myself. Uh, I don't mind grabbing coffee or doing something. I mean, I'm kind of busy with family and stuff, but all right, if somebody, if you catch me at the right time, I hope I go and grab a coffee with somebody. Especially if you're an alien and you've got intentions of beaming me up. <laughs> yeah, you're going to Nashville, huh? Tina yeah, Slay? going home. Going home. back home to Tennessee where you used to run That's them right. towns. She I, I, the I, movie yeah. <clears throat> the movie scene opens up. She walks in with her cut off night shirt night shift t shirt. She's the big celebrity in the town. She's the richest person in the town with her whole oh. whopping two hundred and fifty dollars. And she true. walks in and everybody's like, You've changed. You don't belong around here. And she tries to fit back in with all the peasants. <laughs> she tries to fit back in with all the peasants. And, but she slept with like half the dudes in the town. But there's one guy that really likes Hello. her still. He really loves her. And, and But then there's like the bad boys that are trying to get with her. And, and she's ignoring them. And, you know, he's just a real good guy. And, you know, she puts on Your a truly outfit. movie of my life is way <clears throat> more um, <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Guys are doing body <laughs> shots off her. He's standing in the back, like, man, I really love her, and I could treat her right. I would not be making her do body shots. And <clears throat> oh God, bless America. Do people do that anymore? It's Tennessee. It's your fucking hometown. It's like what? varsity blues, basically. You going back home is like varsity blues, the sequel. It's not. You jump up on the water. You jump up, up, off on the the wash machine. (laughs) But it doesn't shake because you weigh a lot more now. So it just, just like kind of like vibrates a little bit. It's not. You are a peach (laughs) tonight. (laughs) (laughs) That's the aliens. I I don't know what happened. I've been. I don't know where I've been the last thirty five minutes. That's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna commit. I'm gonna start committing crimes and then say I got abducted. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, do yeah, they make I think alien Ashley's masks? One. I'm gonna try to get my wife to. Huh? Yeah, try to get my wife do. to do some kind of alien thing with me later. <sighs> okay. Is the rest of your family watching this show? But yeah, they're all downstairs watching it. Okay. <laughs> I'm, gonna do, I'm gonna be doing some shit on this bed that's gonna be out of this world. <laughs> <laughs> are they really watching it? I'm sure they are. Why wouldn't oh. they be? Why wouldn't they want to watch? No, me? a lot of reasons. Whole whole lot. Um, whole lot. No, they're not watching. Brittany this just asked how drunk show. you are. Drunk enough. Say whatever I said for the last thirty five minutes. I'm not drunk. I got abducted. Imperial girl says her son and his wife are hosting their first Thanksgiving, and we are doing a HP. Mar- what is an HP marathon? Anything that has a word of marathon just turns me off. It makes me so soft. What's an HP marathon? Uh, my son and his wife are hosting their first. It went away. I don't know. I don't know. Have a thing. No. Uh, don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, Harry Potter. Oh, she said Harry Potter. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's that is a completely acceptable marathon. Nope. I'm okay with that. I'm all in. All right. Whew. I thought you were doing like an actual running marathon. That's fucking crazy. When I met my wife, the first thing I asked her was, you're not one of those fucking crazy people that run on Thanksgiving, are you? She was like, I, I run like to the, the grocery. Trap? Yeah, I the fuck those people, man. You can run any other day. Why do you got to pick Thanksgiving day to do it? Why does it bother Dumb. you? Because I, I just want to think about getting fat on Thanksgiving. And you're out there trying to like shame me. It's like people who wear masks in their car by themselves. I think that sounds like a you problem. It is a me problem. I don't want to see you running on Thanksgiving while the rest of us, like the rest of us normal people are getting fat and overeating and being disgusting Americans. And you're out there like trying to shame us by running. Look at me. Look at me. I'm a runner. I've got my mask on in my car alone too because I'm fully supportive. Like you're, they, the, the, the people that run on Thanksgiving problem. or the, the people that run they're on Thanksgiving, you. they put the little thing on their profile that says, I just got vaccinated or it says, I just voted. They're the same ones. They're the same virtue signalers that do that. And I'm not it's talking not about true. going it's for true. a run. I'm talking about the people who do like the marathons, the half marathons, the 5Ks. Those but a lot ones of them I'm are just five Ks. It's three uh, miles, and the kids get involved, and like people dress up like turkeys. Stupid. It's funny, and then it's early, so you go straight home. Yeah. And then you just who wants to wake up early the on their day. day off on Thanksgiving Day? Get up, watch the parade like everybody else. Eat eat a uh, snickerdoodle. You're home at eight a.m. by the parade time. You're home by parade time, dude. You're are you one of those people? That's why I don't like you. Are you doing a turkey trot this um, year? I haven't done it in a while. <sighs> no, I'm not. That's why you got divorced. That's why your That's why your marriage didn't work because you're one of those people that <laughs> runs on Thanksgiving morning. Let me tell you what. There's a no lot man of wants to put up with that bullshit. I can promise you that wasn't one of them. Yeah, it was. My wife yeah. would be like, "We're gonna go I've run a five k." And I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna go bang six chicks. Have fun." Yeah, I um I didn't do it. I've done. I think I've done one turkey trot. So it's not like it's something I did every. But I don't think it's. I mean, I get it. Whatever. Especially when you have little ones, because they're up anyway. Like you're awake early anyway. You can go run, come back. They can eat a snack and watch the parade. There's nothing wrong with it. And then you eat all your food. <sighs> nope. That's true. No, it's not. Oh don't go running. Don't go. Don't be one of those people that ruins Thanksgiving for everybody else by going running. 
Spend it with your family. Quality time off. Get home. It, stay home. Get is, fat. When my family runs with me, that's we're all together. Dude, I'm, this is fucking your family well, not is not running. It. Knox and Jude are not running anywhere at 8 a.m. on Thanksgiving Day. I prom- I will fucking put- I just put told you I'm not doing it. $200 down. That never <laughs> will either Listen, one of them run <laughs> 5K with you on Thanksgiving morning. They're not, but I'm telling you that I, I just said I'm not going to do it. However, when people do it with their family, there's nothing wrong with it. Somebody, y'all help me out. Can no, someone? nobody supports the Nobody supports y'all, you on this. Nobody this supports you. This is quality you. time. If, somebody, if that's how someone chooses to have their quality time. Let's see. Some, somebody, I'm waiting patiently. No, nobody has your back on this. Oh, this is like y'all. This is a family divided right now. So. No, Andrea. Andrea also thinks. Andrea also feels bad for Casey Anthony and thinks she's innocent. So. Oh my God! Why would you say that? <laughs> because obviously you run. You do turkey trots. You obviously think that Casey Anthony is innocent. <laughs> You're all... running equals okay, hell. Thank you, Sarah. Gonna walk briskly. Yeah, fucking to the kitchen. So he can get a, so he can be first in line at the table, closest to the buttered biscuits. Hydro Man lives close to here. I'll I've met Hydro, Hydro Man. Man. I I've met Hydro Man in person in real life, and there ain't no way he's running a five k. Period. It's like me. I'm yeah, not he doing can. It. Yes, he can. We play fo- football and then nap. See, there you go. That's great. Fucking turkey trot. Stephen right. Williams. Dead leg. Okay, I'm done with this show. Dead leg can't even do a five k because he doesn't have any fucking legs. He has them. He has pain in one of them. That's why the I name. thought he lost one of his legs. Oh my gosh. Dead leg, how many legs Dead do you Dead leg, have? he has two. No, I think he's got one. Oh my gosh. Why would his name be Dead Leg if it had one? It would be just like not an awake leg or something. Because he has pain, 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 pain from surgery. <clears throat> ah, damn it. Look, Dead he leg. just said, I've got him both. Get rid of them and then they won't hurt anymore. So, Deadleg, do you recant your earlier statement that running is actually good? Because no, Deadleg's not good. running a five k. But the crippled. difference is, I pay attention to what he says clearly, and you don't. I care for him more. Deadleg is a tripod. His nudes are shocking. Okay, what are we doing here? <laughs> it is late. Oh God, yeah, no, don't go running. Uh, oh man, I missed what Deadleg said. What did he say? He said it, he's got really bad nerve damage, so it's dead to him. It hurts. Yeah, should be dead to you. Get rid of that leg. It's never done anything for you. What has that leg done for you recently? Nothing. Right. Get rid of it. And then okay. can we you. stuff it and put it in the background of one of our shows? Everybody's got like cool like stuffed bass or stuffed deer. Like, I want a stuffed human leg. Oh, I know a chick that's into taxidermy. Dude, taxidermy dead legs leg for the show? Mm-hmm. That would be so rad. Oh, all right, guys. That's all for our Thanksgiving special. Thank you so much. I hope you guys had fun. Uh, You know, I I hope you guys don't get run over by a car while you're doing your 0.5K or whatever it is that you're doing on Thanksgiving Day. Um, Look, Drew, will this show end by Thanksgiving? I agree. (laughs) I'm thankful for Drew Breezy. I am too. That's what we should. Okay, we're not going in. We're shutting it down. We should have had everybody say what they're thankful for. I'm thankful for alien abductions. Just the hope of it. Just the thought. 
I'm thankful for yes. our sponsors. I'm thankful for Drew Breezy and everything that he brings to the show. Jonathan Bates for everything that he brings to the show. Thankful for Mike, the underpaid producer. And I'm thankful for He Big Daddy Dave and what he brings for the show. All those people bring incredible things to the show. And I'm thankful for, and I'm thankful for myself. Let's not forget that. Yes, I think you should be. That's all I'm thankful for. Drew's thankful for Cleothas. I'm ignoring you 100%, Eric. Uh, (laughs) I'm thankful for Andrea's shoulders and how much money they bring us and super chats. All right, guys. Ah, oh, two dollars. Mario Lopez, two bucks. No running. Fuck yeah, dude. See Andrea? Nobody's like it. If we were run if we were run against each other for <gasps> president, I'd win every time. No, people just said really sweet things. And you're What'd not that was really nice. What'd they say? They just said they were thankful for my smile. Uh, I lied. That was um, nice. I'm thankful for Bosco's squatted truck. <laughs> Uh, I'm thankful All for right. my family, my friends, and my police friends. Mer says, even though you're mean to him, stop being mean. What? I don't know. <laughs> not mean to Mer. Not mean to you. All right. Well, All right. Uh, All right. Well, Andrea's, we Andrea's got a pro bang to get to. A gang pro. We love y'all and happy Thanksgiving. And we hope you have a great one. Be safe, guys. Be super safe. And uh, chin up. And we can't wait to see you next week. See ya. Good night, y'all.